You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Well, folks, I want to commend Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee showing leadership. It is true. We hired that Providence City Councilman Enrique Sanchez. That's true. He hired him, a, you know, a, just like a patronage job. 50,000. I mean, you just return phone calls of people that call in, blah, blah, blah. But this is the guy that we've talked about and I posted on. And I also want to give credit to NBC10 because they, in fact, did a story on it. Very telling. Where people come out on this situation with uh, Israel under attack, uh, the Jewish people under attack, Jewish students threatened on college campuses. I find it's, I, I, I find it very telling and it is, it's very surprising to me, members of the media that turned a blind eye to it and also Democrats right now as we speak. So Governor McKee fired the staffer. He did the right thing, by the way. Governor McKee did. I want to give him credit for that. But what I find interesting is there are no Democrats coming online in backing up Governor McKee and defending him on that. I'm not sure what to make of it. I'm, I'm really, I am puzzled by it other than I, I think there's, it's impossible not to draw certain conclusions. Even members of the media that are trying to tone down what he was saying and what he did by simply trying to say, oh, you know, well, he was just pro-Palestinian. Well, yeah, but he's anti-Israel. What do you mean he's pro-Palestinian? He's a Providence City Councilman. Um, he's who had a job in the governor's office. He's, he's anti-Israel. That I attended that march. Many of the people who are reporting on this did not. There's no way to interpret that. And then we said it then, from the river to the sea. Uh, that's that's we're going to drive all the Jews into the Mediterranean Sea and drown them, eradicate. Uh, Palestine will be free of the Jews. That's what they're saying. So the Boston Globe was like, did you hear the chants? What do you mean, did he hear the chants? He was chanting it. I don't remember if I heard it. Uh, what about the whole thing of hey, hey, hi, ho, all the Jews have got to go, where he was chanting with his friends to get all the Jews out of Rhode Island. It's just so appalling. The attitude of members of the media that I think try to soft pedal what he was saying and what was being done, is it, is it either they agree with them or is it possible that they're just frightened of what's taking place and in some way, it's like they don't even want to get involved, so to speak, even though they're members of the media. But I noticed that right away, that they don't repeat many of the statements. So this guy, his talking point is, yeah, you know, I was just calling for a ceasefire. Well, that's there's more to it than that. He was initially blaming the USA, saying for aiding Israel in committing genocide. You know, there's kind of a litmus, litmus test, excuse me. It's not that difficult. You see people that won't condemn what happened October 7th. They don't acknowledge it. That's number one. Number two, there's a pattern. They don't mention the, the hostages. They talk about there should be peace, and they feel bad for all the civilians. Those are the talking points. They don't mention that Hamas, the Arabs, the Muslims, you, you can't be a Jew in Gaza. Media doesn't mention that. Can't be a Christian in Gaza. Media doesn't mention that. You can't, and we've gone down the list. You can't be gay. They have, you know, pedophilia. They have child brides. Um, their, their, their way of life is barbaric. They throw gays off the tops of buildings. <clears throat> but the media, they don't do that. They just say, Oh, this poor guy that works for Governor McKee. Imagine that. He lost his job just because he was calling for a ceasefire. Well, a ceasefire benefits Hamas. So I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, let's give them more time to reload rest. You know, they've had a long stretch now since October 7th. Let's give the Hamas terrorists, let's give them a, 
a chance. Now, this guy gets very uncomfortable. I'm going to play. I think Channel 10 talks to him. He came very uncomfortable when they were saying, so you condemn Hamas. It wasn't exactly like uh, flowing out of him a little bit. But I give credit, NBC 10, they were the first one to do the story. And now Governor McKee did fire him. So let's pick it up. Um, but I... That the U.S. is aiding in genocide. That's right. The 19th Leanna Falk is live in Providence. Leanna? Yeah, Dan Patrice, Counselor Miguel Sanchez says he was given a split second decision on Friday, resign or face termination. And when he couldn't decide, he says that he was escorted out by Capitol Police. Good. Um, no, no, absolutely not. I, I wouldn't say that stuff um, if it's not what I believed in. No regrets from Providence City Councilor Miguel Sanchez after losing his constituent affairs associate role in the governor's office following a series of controversial social media posts. Definitely is a little um, scary, um, but it's nothing compared to, to what um, the people in, in Palestine are going through. In a post to X, Sanchez writes, quote, on Friday, I was fired by Governor McKee from my public position on the atrocity occurring in Gaza. He continues to write as true? Israel continues Why? to escalate its massacre in Gaza. The need to speak out for innocent Palestinian civilians has never been more urgent, regardless of personal consequences. It was along the lines of me having a public stance that was different from the governor's. A spokesperson for Governor McKee confirmed Sanchez's last day was Friday, but would not comment further. Last week, NBC 10 received this statement from his office saying, quote, words matter and words can have the potential to fan the flames of hate and division. So he's representing the governor. He's out making outrageous statements that obviously embarrass the governor. So, you know, why is anyone surprised? Brian Newberry represents District 48 Excellent. in the Rhode Island House of Representatives. He says Sanchez's firing was not surprising given his work with the state's Democratic Socialists of America. The group organized a pro-Palestinian rally at the State House two weeks ago. They support Hamas terrorism. They refuse to denounce it. And this gentleman is a proud member, so... Here we are. Do you condemn Hamas and the October 7th attack? Yeah, so, so I absolutely, I, that's, I condemned the, the killing of any innocent civilians right there on October 7th. And he wants his constituents in Ward 6 to know this. Uh, my duties as a city councilor um, haven't been affected and won't be affected going forward. See, notice the, um, oh yeah, I condemn any of the killing of the civilians. What, what about... See, they, they always leave that bridge. That's a talking point that this clown uses. Hey, good job by Governor McKee in, in getting rid of this individual. He's no longer, uh, the taxpayers are no longer paying for him. Doesn't belong there. And if anything, I think he's getting off a little bit easy with some of the things that he said. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. At Med Urgent Care, walk-in urgent care center, all your medical needs, they're open seven days a week, doctors and nurses, two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston, that's right in the Atwood Medical Center, 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich, right across from Felicia's. Again, they're open seven days a week at Med Urgent Care. When you need urgent care without the wait now, when I've been in that situation and I needed urgent care, that's where I went. If you want to go to an emergency room and have a long wait, well, you're free to do that. Otherwise, do what I did. Go to At Med Urgent Care. Whether it's work-related, maybe someone's not feeling well, someone needs stitches, whatever it may be, At Med Urgent Care, comprehensive outpatient urgent care facility. There's two locations, one near you, Johnston, right in the Atwood Medical Center, and also 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich. That's right across from Felicia's. When you need, and I need urgent care, you want AtMed Urgent Care. Again, two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnson and the Atwood Medical Center and 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich. Seven days a week, doctors and nurses, AtMed Urgent Care. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. What is going on on these college campuses, the elite college campuses, whether it's Harvard, or now we're hearing Columbia, also now Cornell. Uh, Bill Jacobson runs a website, social media presence, um, and he has um, has done a good job. This is him, I believe, appearing on the Laura Ingram program on Fox. Cornell University. Now, one of these threats called for people go. to follow a Jewish person home and slit their throats. Another one apparently said rats need to be eliminated from Cornell. 
Joining me now is William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor, founder of Legal Insurrection. Professor, yeah. you know, you've seen anti-Semitism on the Cornell campus before. Uh, this is so bad, it almost seems, it almost seems cartoonish. I mean, the threats are ridiculous and horrible, but it, it, it's, it's beyond the pale. But should anyone be surprised? Well, nobody should be surprised. Of course, we don't know who made these threats, but it's consistent with what is happening on campuses across the country since October 7th, when Hamas butchered 1,400 people and mutilated people, and those are being celebrated on campuses. There are cheers for it. They're at University, George Washington University, they projected on a building, glory to the martyrs. And even at Cornell, there have been marchers in favor of what Hamas did, and in favor and against Israel. So this is not nothing like we've ever seen. Something has gone very wrong at Cornell and other college campuses that we have people actually cheering on Hamas butchery. Professor, um, today's Fox's Peter Ducey asked the White House about what's going on on these campuses. Watch. Does he think the next generation is doing uh, Here's the thing. There's no place for hate in America. No, 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 no. no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, there's no place for hate in America. These incidents, these reported anti-Semitic incidents at schools and on campuses, that should not be. We have to condemn them. Professor, do you think that given the propaganda that so many of these young people have consumed on social media and in the classroom, TikTok, of course, funded by the Chinese. It, are young people doomed or is there a backlash coming? Well, I think there's a backlash coming, particularly against the very racialist DEI policies that feed a lot of this. I mean, we see it at Cornell. Things have gotten a lot worse on campus since three years ago. The university adopted an extremely aggressive DEI programming where everything is viewed through race. Everybody views things through their identity. And Jews get left on the side because they create coalitions based on race and against white Israel, which, of course, is, is a false, you know, way of describing it. And so we've got a toxic atmosphere and Cornell and other schools need to consider whether this hyper-focus, this obsession with race is actually making matters worse. I know that at Cornell, it's making matters a lot worse for Jewish students. And the school needs to get a handle on this and scale it back. I think most students just want to learn and enjoy their college years. I really think that. And I have been to a lot of college campuses and it, it is a small fringe, but they really do dominate. And I know you were attacked, Professor, when you criticized the BLM riots. Uh, you, don't, you don't get that same condemnation from some of the colleges about some of these types of rallies and the language that's being used. No, how, how absurd is that, that I get condemned with attempts to fire me three years ago for objecting to rioting and looting, okay? Uh, and there were people marching all over the place saying glory to the martyrs who don't get condemned by the colleges and don't, no action is taken. Really, this whole racialist, DEI, anti-racism structure has been so caused such dysfunction on colleges has really balkanized the colleges and it's true at Cornell and I issued a call for the board of trustees at Cornell to get involved and they've completely ignored me I said stop this scale this back you have to what is happening is so dangerous and we're seeing it play out in real time but the administration and the board of trustees don't seem to understand what they have created Monsters. Mon they're created a monster. And, you know, this is where the big donors actually do, you know, they, they hear the big donors when they say we're, not, we're cutting off their donations. Now, you're going to see more and more of that. Professor, thank you. Now, those Again, great job by our friend uh, Bill Jacobson on uh, the Laura Ingram program. He's a local guy and he has the website Legal Insurrection. And and, and I think, um, you know, he's really on to something with uh, what, what they've um noticed with this now you even have like former governor andrew cuomo was speaking out calling for states to cut funds off to public schools that condone anti-semitism that would essentially mean if that were to happen that you would have uh a lot of the schools in providence would suddenly no longer be receiving any type of funds folks as i have um stated i i am at a loss to try to explain 
I want to play this piece on GMA. The FBI is investigating threats, as he was mentioning, at Cornell. Listen to this piece on uh, GMA. George, good morning. In recent days, there have been multiple incidents across college campuses that anti-hate groups are concerned about, especially this past weekend at Cornell University. Police standing guard after threats to Jewish students. This morning, on the heels of the Israel-Hamas war, a rise in hate here in the U.S. At Cornell University, the FBI now investigating after threatening statements were posted about Jewish people on an Internet discussion board, rattling students and prompting officials to send police to guard a Jewish center and kosher dining hall. A lot of students don't feel safe on campus anymore. The university president alerting the FBI of a potential hate crime after the messages were posted on a website unaffiliated with the school. Anti-Semitic hate crimes in the U.S. already reached record highs before the Hamas attacks on October 7th, up 25% last year. Over the past several decades, we've seen threats and acts of violence directed at the Jewish community and the Muslim communities here in the United States. At Columbia University, demonstrations taking place, students calling on the university to do more to support students facing anti-Semitism. In Illinois Monday, the landlord charged with fatally stabbing this six-year-old Muslim boy and seriously injuring his mother, pleading not guilty to murder and hate crime charges. Prosecutors say Joseph Suba was motivated by his hatred of Muslims. The young boy's mother speaking to ABC's Alex Perez exclusively. It's good to have justice because uh, uh, how can you live without justice and how you will be in peace without justice. The White House is out with a new plan to combat the rise in some of these incidents, directing the Justice Department and the Department of Homeland Security to partner with campus law enforcement to help track some of these hate-related rhetoric across campuses. Lindsay, Stephen. You know, and it's all coming. This is all from the Democrat side. That's why I think the media is a little perplexed by this. This has nothing to do with MAGA Republicans. This isn't white supremacists. These are all the progressives. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. AJ, drywall, plaster, home improvement. Call them today for a free quote. You can also find them on Facebook, 401-323-9252. 323-9252 AJ drywall plasters home improvement frame to finish basements what a difference it'll make in your basement acoustic ceilings look how beautiful your ceiling could be new homes additions also commercial rehabs painting remodeling contact them today it's a family run business AJ drywall plaster home improvements call for a free quote what a difference they'll make in your home, your ceilings, floors, basements, 401-323-9252. What a difference, beautiful walls and ceilings. 401-323-9252. You can also find them on Facebook. It's AJ Drywall Plaster and Home Improvements for your home or business. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Bryant University men's basketball coach pleads not guilty in alleged hit and run. Jared Grasso appeared in court this morning. Not guilty in that very memorable uh, North Smithfield police body cam. He was released personal recognizance. Allowed, they're going to allow Grasso to travel to New York for Thanksgiving. He's accused of leaving a crash along Route 146. Uh, it says early, yeah, it was earlier this month. It was the beginning part of the month. Um, let's see. Now, he, he um, <laughs> Brian says he remains suspended from school activities and restricted from campus while it continues an ongoing external investigation. Outside of court, Grasso would not comment on his status with the university or the implication that his plead made the authorities charge the wrong vehicle his lawyer gave nbc 10 a no comment but off to speak after it was all wrapped up yeah that's not when anyone is um pre-trial hearing set for november 21st now what's unfortunate as i've i've mentioned is this was a guy 
I mean, I, what, what's he just became? I don't know what. I don't know him at all. I don't. I don't think I've ever met him. Um, he certainly did a good job with with the school, and kind of getting you know he he brought them to the NCAA, but the guy is just a mess off the court, and that body cam video of which the North Smithfield police I've praised them in the past. It's um, it's just hard to fathom exactly what was what was going on through this whole thing in his mind but let's um just him in the driveway and and he's just rambling on and on and asking the officer if he wants to shoot hoops and um let's let's go back and visit a little bit the grasso body cam here we go. I was told not to go to police by my uh, by my lawyers, um, but Blackie's nose um, Blackie. was aware of the situation. My legal counsel said not to go to the police. I asked if I should go to the police multiple times. I was told not to. Um, what, what do you mean? So was that Blackie's and you were saying that your car was hit? I don't know what happened. I came out to my car and this is what it looked like. This was ripped off. The, uh, were you driving it or was it parked? It was parked. Um, this was ripped off my car. Who, who drove it there? I drove it there. Okay. Oh, the Providence is, it, was a, is this your daily driver or your wife's? I mean, we share both. They're both they're, I think both cars are insured. Well, who was driving this car yesterday? I was driving this car yesterday. Okay. All right, yeah. there you go. Um, so it's weird because we have uh, a hit and run on 146. Yeah. And they got your plate specifically. Yep. Uh, you could, if, if you have cameras or if there's video. No, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, yours. Yeah, this is via my attorney, so. Okay. Um... So at this point, if, there, if, if there's video footage, my attorneys will get that, correct? And can we get the yeah. video footage? Blackies is getting yeah, yeah. The video they, footage. They'll, they'll well. definitely get it, but um, Blackies is working on it as we speak. Um, I'm going to go see it. Yeah. So I'll know from there exactly what. Just being recorded, Yep. Uh, everything's being recorded, video, audio. You didn't tell me that before. I. I don't have to. Oh, okay. yeah. no, it's good. Yeah. Um, yeah so no. this so I was, I was parked at Blackie's. <laughs> My wife came to see me there. I had a meeting with the manager of Blackie's okay. about an incident that took place with someone. Yeah. Really is, it, is, is, your, is your mirror still intact? There's a little bit of damage on the back, right? Yeah. Look back there. Yep. Yeah. yeah. See that there. damage? There's some white paint on there. Yeah. Okay. Right. He hit the uh, car. So, so I also if you look at the back of my car. Yeah, we don't no, care about fine. the so, back coat. So, so this is reported. I'd, I'd like to finish. And some, some what time was that at? The meeting? Yeah. Well, well, well the meeting took place. Let me see. This guy. He pled not guilty. He pled not guilty. Let's keep a good no, thought. I, like, am I, do I have, is there anything else I need to say, like, in terms of, I don't know how this works. I'm never, I know what's going on. So I just, I need to, can I wish my attorney to? Oh, by the way, he kept calling nine one one while this explain, was happening. Explain what the next step is. Uh, so basically, at this point, you're going to be charged with leaving the scene of an accident okay. to an intended vehicle. Yeah, uh, it's a misdemeanor charge. Okay. Um, Could I have the paperwork and yeah, yeah. So, so hey, let, me, okay, let me speak. Let me speak. Well, I just my attorneys are on the phone. So let it's... me ex- let me explain. <laughs> and then we'll words, what is your name? Patrolman Justin Switzer. 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 You're not even letting me get a, get a word out. I here. know, but I need to, I need to know what's well, going on. Yeah, there's, well, I'm just, am I not trying to explain no, that you've been to you? Great. Listen, you've been great, but there's obviously there's a legal thing going on. And I understand. Listen, not going on I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not questioning you at this point. Oh, I'm just telling you what the next what we're doing here. No, but I know I, I know what's taking place, and I've spoken to listen, some very high level. I'm not doing. We're not doing anything that black male wearing a either gray or gray sweatshirt. Nothing sure on the camera at this time. Involve you, you don't need to involve your lawyer at this point. You can talk to your lawyer. Well, my lawyers are involved. They know what they, my lawyers just spoke to the police department. I know that's, exactly hey, what's taking fine. place. I'm, so, all I'm telling you is, is our process here. No, I, and what's going to what's what but can I, I? I have some questions, obviously. I, I don't stand up. If you, if you can, if you can let me explain my can I just ask one quick question? What's oh that? My God. Can I go before this is or once this is done? Can I go get the this guy is exhausting, can I go do that isn't he? Right now. Whatever happens here, like would I'm listen to you because yeah, yeah. I, I understand that he was on respect the law, respect yeah, yeah. the job you're doing. But there's someone that I'm gonna need to go get obviously footage from. Yeah, that's totally fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I just want to make sure when it's being recorded, I want everyone to know what's going on because it's, it's, it's kind of a funky deal going on right yeah, now. Yeah. I don't know if you're aware of what's taking place. Um, no. Yeah, it's a little bit of attack, an attack going on, and it's, it's, it's going to turn into a kind of a. This, this isn't a good thing. I don't want to talk too much to my lawyers now. Yeah, no, I'm, is, well, is, I'm not, I don't say, I, 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 I got to be honest, I'm, cle- I'm 
confused here. I don't, <laughs> you're saying a lot of things that, that are, are you sure? I'm not familiar with. Are you sure? I'm 100% sure. I don't, I'm not really familiar with, what, with the you're situation. From, you're from what town? North Smithville. North Smithville. Okay. Um, you're saying there's an attack now this, going now on? Now, this took place. When did this report take place? <laughs> Yesterday morning. Yeah, so we, why, as of last night, there were no reports um, to the We're investigating. There was a report. Well, I, no, there wasn't. There, there well, was. Well, as for my lawyer, again, as for my lawyer, yeah. um, there was no report of any, because we, they reached out to both departments about yeah. multiple things, um, and I know this conversation is taking place right now. It's actually a meeting taking place right now, and now I feel like I'm being attacked again. That's my concern right now. I don't know. Not by, not, not by you. Yeah. But by a situation. Oh, okay. And, you know, I, it's North Smithfield. It's a pretty small town. Yeah. Smithfield is North Smithfield. My name is Jared Grosso. I'm the basketball coach at Bryan University. Oh, okay. yeah. um, and there's kind of a situation taking place right now that I'm, I've kind of been put in the middle of. Um, okay. And it'll all shake itself out. I'm very, yeah, yeah. If I, was, if I was concerned about anything, I wouldn't be this calm. I'm a, if, if you knew me a lot better, you'd understand it, that. It, yeah. Um, that's why I walked outside to show you the car. Yeah, I yeah, to that's see fine. If, I don't know. Hit and runs. I guess if hit and runs could look like that, I don't yeah. really know what hit and runs look like. Yeah. Um, that's actually from an accident. My, that went through my insurance. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, he was in court and he pled not guilty. He can go to New York for Thanksgiving. I don't think you're going to see him on the sidelines coaching a Bryant game any too, any anytime soon, if at all, ever. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. When it comes to insurance, you need a neighbor, a partner, and friend. You need Shoppa Insurance Agency. They're located right on Reservoir Avenue in Cranston. Call today, free consultation, 401-900-INSU, 401-900-4678, Shoppa Insurance, SIA. Stephen, very experienced, whether it's auto, home, renters, business insurance, flood, recreational, umbrella, any other protection for your assets, Rhode Island of Massachusetts, Shoppa Insurance Agency, your agency of choice. Call today, set up a meeting. They're so knowledgeable, can have everything under one roof. Call Shoppa Insurance today, 401-900-INSU or 401-900-4678. Look for them on Facebook, again, located Reservoir Avenue in Cranston, Shoppa Insurance Agency, your neighbor, your partner, your friend, one-stop insurance solutions. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's time for our segment, Politics This Week. Joining us, he's the managing editor, AnchorRising.com. It is Justin Katz. And Justin, why don't we start off with uh, just your thoughts on this CD1 race. We now have a week left to go. The uh, election, this election, well, Rhode Islanders will go for the polls for a number of different things, but uh, this CD1 Congressional District 1 seat that had been held by Congressman David Cicilline, Democrat Gabe Ammo, you also have the Republican Gary Leonard. Uh, There will be two debates this weekend leading into it. A poll came out last week. I'm not sure how accurate it was. I'm curious your thoughts. Um, but that had game ammo basically up 11 points, 15 undecided. Um, just your, your, your thoughts so far, where do you see the CD one race? Well, the biggest detail that, that caught my eye was that there apparently have been over 7,000 votes already cast and it feels as if the campaigning has hardly begun. I mean, there have been, haven't been any debates. There hasn't, it's just, so those votes are done. It's, uh, and you can, you can bet that they're, there's lean lean toward amo in a big way uh, so i think that that's an important detail that we, we should just note and kind of shake our heads about but as far as the the polling i mean I, the way it appears uh, is that leonard is actually doing better than i would have guessed um of course because because that was the result uh, the providence journal article on the salve regina poll uh, spends a lot of time talking about how it oversampled republicans uh to, to kind of explain why that might be uh so they're, they're trying to make it seem as if there's still a, a race in effect uh i i tend to doubt that i think a lot of like the, the voters will break toward who don't already know will break toward amo if they vote at all I, i'm not sure there will be very high um turnout but there's just been no you know the 
from my perspective, the Leonard camp spent way too little time making a positive case for him and um, and really showing what he believes in and, and trying to attract his, a base to him and generate some excitement that just hasn't existed. And so I think 35% is probably about where he'll end and maybe he'll drift down a little bit in the final tally. Um, but that's that's pretty standard. I think most Republicans can expect to get about, about that much if they're not if they're not particularly objectionable and if they're not doing anything to be a little to, to break that margin a little bit. That feels around where where just where GOP voters are. What do you what do you um, think, Justin? I mean, listen, he's obviously, you know, he's got a good background, 30 year Marine Corps. He's a veteran, uh, nice enough guy when you talk to him. You know, they seem this is one of the difficulties you and I have talked about it, though. When someone's never run for office, they don't understand. And I, I, I don't know who's running the campaign, who's advising him. He hasn't raised a, a tremendous amount of money. He hasn't like bombed. But um, they just to me, the problem is they, they don't understand how you generate what I call free, how you generate free media. How do you get you know the other side engaged he they don't mention the ammo campaign and no point if you're the gabe ammo people are you having any emergency meeting to respond to anything they um if anything i just almost feel like he's running too much in his own lane if that makes sense no absolutely i think that's a good way to put it i mean i mean to be more to be a little more accurate i think it would be when, when these folks come out of nowhere to run for congress they don't know anything they don't have they don't know sense of politics and so and that's that's a big mistake and a big problem for republicans in rhode island is there's no waiting line there's nobody jockeying really and nobody credible jockeying for uh for the higher up position so the moment somebody who who has some degree of competence and some resources says you know what i'm gonna get involved and do some public service and get into politics a little bit they go for congress or governor you know they, there's no i'm gonna go for my town council i'm gonna i'm gonna go for the general assembly and that's where they will learn a lot of very useful information about how you keep your opponents on the on the ropes some some information about how you you know how how you keep your your base in line and keep your voters engaged you learn all that stuff over time particularly and uh, not just by doing it but by winning and losing elections as you you lose for the town council then you you try some new stuff and you win it and then you try for the general assembly and maybe you lose and you win that's very healthy and not only that if you, we had more people involved you'd be t- you'd have other people with similar experiences so if you didn't lose you know you're working with somebody who has and you've got that sense and that's what gets you to know okay we've this story is out we've got to hit him on this because this serves our base those political instincts just don't exist in the republican party in rhode island um in particular newcomers to it because they've never had to actually run and that's i think that's that's a major problem and you see it in in particularly in, in gary leonard in the way he's he's kind of eschewed his base he's called press conferences without really a sense of what narrative he's serving when he does it that all goes to show i think he should have started and, and the bigger problem is once these people run for congress they they almost never say you know what i, I overshot i'm gonna tone it down and go for town council it's always okay that didn't work i'm done i'm going on to the next thing and that's uh, that's what i worry about here because uh, it's what we see again and again but i i think that's the the heart of the problem folks again um speaking with justin katz managing editor anchorising.com a segment of politics this week justin you know what i've just kind of realized is and you hear a lot about it in sports, but, um, you know, there is an art like in sports, a team that I know it sounds even a little cliche, but they, they know how to win, right? They know how to close out the game. Tom Brady was a master at that. It's not just enough to have a good showing when the game's on the line in the fourth quarter, you have to know how to close out the game and come away with, with the victory. What I notice about the Rhode Island Republican Party, because there are some, you know, I see him out, Gary Leonard, now the Republican kind of campaigning with a couple people. But I just don't think now it's been so long since the Republicans, you know, have won anything statewide or even a congressional seat. The last statewide election won was Governor Kachiri for re-election in 2006. I now realized that it's not even a matter of philosophy. I just don't think the local crowd... They don't know how to win. They don't know how to close it out. They they don't even know seemingly what they don't know. It doesn't make them bad people, but they're just they're not people that know how to win elections. 
Right, well, I think the, the sports analogy is a great one. I mean, the, not only do you have multiple games every season, so you have we win some, you lose some, you learn, you can experiment a little bit, but you have practices where you right. have scrimmages, you do this, you try stuff. There's just, in, in politics, maybe maybe there should be. Maybe that's a good idea. Maybe that's part of the solution. We should start a camp for a league for, for, for conservative politics in Rhode Island for people to, to role play. But that's really where I think you, you learn because it, it becomes instinctual at that point. Like, how do you, how do you win? You keep that final closing it's like sales you can learn all the techniques uh, you can you can get to where you've got the the clients all lined up or the customers lined up and and you get them almost there but there's that sort of instinct at the end that has to kick in and i think that comes from just the experience as i was saying of 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 winning losing trying stuff interacting with people over over at least a couple campaigns at, at, at lower levels and you don't have that and so you've got Everybody with experience is mired at the low level, unable to pull it together, and everybody with resources goes straight for the top stuff where they've got no, they, they don't have the experience to claim anything. And I think, I think, but I think the that the sports analogy is perfect because they do, they they practice from the time they're little children. They're practicing for those big Super Bowl games, if it's football or or the World Cup or whatever it might be, and that that's part of it there's there's just no no practice it's like people think politics is different you can just jump right in and and figure it out and follow almost a business game plan and it it just doesn't work that way folks um quick break much more ahead politics this week justin katz managing editor anchorising.com right here on the john DePietro show do you need a good plumber i found the best plumber JMB Plumbing. Call them today. All your plumbing needs. 401 743 9153. JMB Plumbing. They've been providing plumbing services for years. Skilled professionals stand behind their work. Guarantee you will be happy. Maybe it's repairing damaged water pipes, repair clogged pipelines, maybe replace a, a water heater, as well as all your plumbing needs. Call them now. It's JMB Plumbing, 401 743 9153. Nothing throws off your life or your home or your business. When you need plumbing service, you need someone reliable, someone who's professional, someone who'll handle the job and do it right. It's JMB Plumbing. Call them today. 401-743-9153, JMB Plumbing, and look for them on Facebook. Our segment is Politics This Week. With us is Justin Katz. Justin, um, some other political stories uh, that, that have emerged. One was, uh, I guess, recent information shows, and in, in the Rhode Island people are, or some of the politicians trying to make a big deal about this, but one of them has to do with seemingly more people moved from Massachusetts to Rhode Island than – there were a huge number of <clears throat> Rhode Islanders that moved um, to Massachusetts – and, you know, Seth Magaziner was trying to tout it. You know, how do you like that? Governor McKee was trying to tout it. Uh, to me, um, all, I mean, I want to hear your thought, but that, that to me just confirms that the, the people from Massachusetts, they, they're not working here. It's just the housing is so expensive. And because we've made, you know, all the trains and everything where you can commute, it, if anything, it's just... Uh, you know, the, the state's becoming just more and more of a bedroom community for those that work, whether it's in, in Boston or just off 495. It's to me, it's nothing to tout. It's it's just people that I, I don't I was at a loss as why they thought and they were celebrating that this was like a, a good thing. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's even apart from the way they're doing it, uh, you know, magazine or how you like them apples, yeah. Massachusetts, or I think. McKee put out an album cover as if it were Taylor Swift. Oh my you know, God. The, the way they do it is is very childish. It, yes. it's, it's it shows they have no concept of how how what the numbers actually represent, how these things actually work. And I think you're right. I think a lot of it is just the cost of Massachusetts, also the increase in remote work. Um, you know, if you don't have to drive into Boston every day, but you want to be still pretty close, Rhode Island's not a bad choice. And right. if the prices are lower, that's fine get into the numbers and I, I haven't dug into it enough to say for sure but it could also be that the people who who are leaving rhode island are no longer able to afford the massachusetts market so they're going elsewhere so you might have there's every year there are people who move in and move out and what you look at is 
between those two uh, if it's if you're gaining or losing compared to that other state. So it could be that the people who used to leave Rhode Island to go to Massachusetts are not doing that anymore because they can't afford it or they're not finding the opportunities. So they're actually going south or west or whatever, or skipping into New Hampshire. That would change the, the layout of the numbers as well. But I think that to the degree it's it's a, a gain for Rhode Island, it's not about job. It's not about opportunity. It's not about, oh, you know what? Boston's nice, but I sure do love those quahogs down in Rhode Island. I'm going to go get a house down there. I, I think it's just it's an affordability thing and an ability to go a little bit farther out from, from the Boston hub. And I, I think – one thing it throws right into the, the face of this, and I've talked to people who, who've moved here from elsewhere. Once they just start discovering, well, once they want to start having families, and they discover how horrible our schools are, that goes away. So you, that's a that's a huge constraint. Is is that not only do you not have to be able to not afford the Boston market, and you want to get out into uh, to farther out into Rhode Island, but you have to not be planning to raise children because once you do, you say, wait a second, I'm going to have to pay for private school too. Then suddenly this is not as affordable as I thought it was. I think that's a that's a concern. But the the immaturity of of our elected officials, and another thing that really kind of bugs me about it, but I think it's very important lesson about Rhode Island politics is they they act as if they get credit for our beaches. Right. I mean, right. Rhode Island happens to be on the water. It happens to have a lot of history. It happens to have good restaurants. Politicians had nothing to do with any of that. That's just the way it is. What politicians do is they extract a, a, a fee for enjoying those amenities so that you live here. But I think that that goes to that the immaturity of our politicians in Rhode Island is just we're going to take credit for it. We're not going to understand the numbers and we're going to we're going to try to, to make it seem like we we brought the, the wonderful waterfront to the state, which is, is it, people, I think, see through it. And I, I think it probably gen- contributes to kind of cynicism about politics in the long run. You know, something, Justin, that I have found over the years, because I would interact with people who you know, they, they worked elsewhere. Maybe, they, you know, they lived in Rhode Island, but they traveled for their work or they just happened. I, I find there's, there's – and, and you're getting more of that, especially like in, in Cumberland, Northern Rhode Island. You have a lot of the people that they may live there, but they most likely they work in Massachusetts, work in Boston, or they just live elsewhere. They just happen to live there. But I have found there's a world of difference because if you don't live and work somewhere, um, they're not fully engaged – they kind of feel like an outsider. I used to see them, you know, at like the soccer fields on a Saturday, and they would had either been away all week or they were trying to pick my brain. They weren't really into, you know, the 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 knowing of what's going on in in local government. And as a, as a result of that, you you just get kind of like the local yokels that they're the ones that tend to, you know, run for school committee and get involved with local politics. Um, so. Uh, my my takeaway is just you you don't have the people that are fully vested the way you do when someone lives and works in a community. Oh, certainly. I mean, a lot of them, to, to that extent, the, the people from Massachusetts who move here and we're still work in Massachusetts, it's almost like moving out of a city into a suburb, right? You yes. still feel like you're part of the city. So Rhode Island is almost more like a county of Massachusetts in that regard. And they, so they don't feel as engaged. And I think you have a great insight there that the people, and, and not only that, but the, the, if you're living in Rhode Island and working in the Boston area, you're commuting a lot, you have less time, your, your focus is elsewhere. Most of the roads you drive on are Massachusetts roads, not Rhode Island roads. And so that leads it to the locals who are invested in the state and they're invested here at this point mainly because they're just they're part of the system you know and, and that's it's not a healthy system with the unions and the democrats and the, the left-wingers that's that's kind of who they are and so that's a that's a huge contrast and i think that can that's that contributes to the problem once these folks start finding you know start actually where they where it interferes with their life in rhode island like the school system or you know at the soccer field when there when there are all those local controversies that always happen in, in any organization that's really tight-knit uh, people start fighting and then they say you know what i'm just going to sign my kid up for sports in massachusetts i think that's that's where you'll start to see see more and more of that kind of drawing out of the community but i, I think it's a great point that that it creates that dichotomy of the people who don't really they don't really they sort of live here but they're they're not of here they 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 sleep here and then they go to where they really live in in another state now justin katz dan mcgowan of the boston globe he wrote kind of a i thought a pretty uh accurate by the way but good article how this celebrating 
in Providence who are trying to celebrate over these test scores. And when he broke it down, um, you know, there's certainly nothing to celebrate. There's, you know, we've, we've talked about since that John Hopkins report came out in the spring of 2019, and there's been really no real move forward. They've, they've gotten the teachers to agree to be at school longer, but, um, and he got a lot of pushback from it about, you know, celebrating these, these small little, like, what are you celebrating? The, the, the lack of proficiency. Um, and I noticed, you know, you, you observe some of the comments about, well, you, you can't compare Providence to any other schools. And these are some of the, the comments that are being made. So I, I wanted to hear some of your, your thoughts on some of the conversation on that. Well, one thing that caught my eye with, with this controversy was, you know, so Dan, Dan writes this article and he, he interviews the superintendent of Providence schools, Javier Montañez, I think his name is, uh, who, who's super optimistic. And I think he kind of captures Montañez does the, the spin of it all. We're, we're making progress. And an, an important point there is uh, I just did more time. And so he's relatively new and that's a fair point, but uh, that's a major, uh, a, a common way in which, they avoid accountability in Rhode Island education. They'll change up the superintendent. Oh, well, he just needs some time or she just needs some time. So let's give us some time. Oh, the state took over the schools. Give us some time. Oh, we just changed our standardized tests. We got to give us some time uh, that the, the results are not comparable. And that at some point, people just have to get upset about this. And I think it's, it's good that Dan McGowan is, is using a good uh, a high profile platform in the Boston Globe to to really bring us back to reality what what are we really doing here? And it's not just, uh, it's not just, you know, Providence versus, versus the suburbs. The suburbs aren't doing that well either. I mean, if you line them up with say Massachusetts, they're Rhode Island's best schools, hardly rank in Massachusetts. And so I think that that's part of what we were talking about before is once people get here, they start to really dig into it and they just check out. And I think it's a big problem for the insiders because they're, like the superintendent and like most of the media, frankly, their incentive is to go along and say, oh, OK, well, the story is we're making some progress. OK, at least a little bit because they don't want to blow things up. Uh, but that's, that's really what what needs to be done. And so, you know, good on Dan for, for pushing for that. But uh, I wish others were joining him a little bit more. You know, Justin, I, I've come to the realization the Providence, especially the Providence schools, uh, because of the strength of the teachers union and the iron grip they have. I'm going to use the analogy. It's almost like a baseball team. At one point, you know, the entire team needs to be completely revamped. And I think at one point, you know, Raimondo, um, <clears throat> the education commissioner at the time, certainly Deborah Giss were like, we need to remake the whole team. What they've now settled on is it's almost like, okay, you can you can change some of the outfielders. You know, first basemen's, uh, the first base player's a problem, but they you can't touch them. Second base, you can't touch that player. Shortstop, catcher. Uh, third base can't cut touch them the outfield is kind of like the charter schools uh you know maybe we'll let you have something to do with the relief pitchers but the the basic foundation the reason it won't change is as you and i have talked about it's really not that hard it's not that complicated Randy weingarten calabro the teachers union they are too powerful they win on the politics they outlast you nothing is going to change but now, you know, McKee comes up with this education, whatever it is, 360. I don't even know what, what it is. We're going to, you know, kids need to read on the weekend or in the summertime. But it, it just comes back to they won't let them and they resign to the fact they can't touch the foundation or, or the infield. Oh, exactly. And I think you, you put your finger on it, pointing back to Deborah Giss. I mean, there was a period of a couple of years in the I don't know, 2005 to seven thereabouts uh, that you had Kerchiri, Republican in the, in the governor's seat. You had a strong education board, including people like Angus Davis, who's an yes. entre a young entrepreneur. Uh, and they brought in Deborah Giss as a reform agent. And what happened? We watched it in real time as yep. the union freaked out 
and got politically active. And what did we get? We get Governor Chafee, right? And that's that's followed by Governor Raimondo, who who focused on pensions and not education because she had learned the lesson by that point. And then you see this come back once you've got Johns Hopkins, you've got another opportunity for something similar. And the education commissioner, uh, Angelica, comes in and, and doesn't do what needs to be done and says, I'm going to try working with the unions. You can't do that. And so I think the lesson now is thoroughly learned in Rhode Island. And that's that's the problem. They, they won't go for that big the big shot of we're going to change the team owner we're going to change the team manager and the pitcher we're going to change all that they because they they know that's a third rail and can't be done and i think it's it's tragic because the people who are who are in the system it almost has to come from above from a reform-minded governor uh and it has to be imposed by say suburbs who, who elect a governor like that and elect enough outside of providence uh legislators to, to push through legislation you cannot because that's the that's the only way the people in the system especially in the urban areas are just too uh, if they're paying attention at all they're too concerned that pushing back will, will blow back on them from the unions and from the inside politicians there and that, but that's really what it is it comes down to that need for accountability and it's really what what school choice charter schools uh this so-called high stakes testing, the standardized testing, all of that ultimately is about accountability, where if the school education system isn't doing what it's supposed to be doing, something can happen. Either families can leave and choose other schools or the state takes over or whatever. Uh, but that's what the teachers unions do not want because their entire their entire structure is about protecting teachers to do whatever they want and still get their jobs and their, their generous pensions. Folks, quick break. Much more ahead. Politics this week. Justin Katz, managing editor, anchorising.com, right here on the John DePietro Show. The Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue, West Warwick, delicious food and drink they have a great bar area always a dependable menu whether you're going to eat there or take out a delicious meal is waiting for you at the coincid inn look for them online you can also find them on facebook whether it's lunch dinner or drinks in the lounge always a good time at the coincid inn 226 coincid avenue in west warwick It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. Stop in and see Marie, that historic white church. Shop local, inside, all quality products, vitamins, herbal remedies, trusted companies. They understand quality, integrity. It's My Health. It's all about your health, local products. I say ye, honey, maple syrup, beef, fresh gum. You know, they carry over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce plus box herbs and teas hemp and cbd products and much more natural skincare products stop it and see marie at it's my health 1099 mended road in cumberland it's all about health for you for your family there's vitamins for children all different types of teas all different types of spices boy what a difference it'll make shop local stop it and see the queen of health it's marie and it's my health 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant, right in that historic white church. It's all about health. It's all about your health at It's My Health. Make sure to find the John DePietro Show Facebook page, and you can watch all the action on the scene live stream. Follow it all, real time live stream just follow john DePietro's show right there on the facebook page <laughs> 